Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. It's not a Star Trek week. No, it's thank not, God. It's not one, but it will be one soon. Stop, just, man, just don't bring it up. Well, just remember that as soon as we get off here, you gotta go right. You gotta go right to Netflix. Yeah, we're immediately like immediately on the clock. You I are know on the clock for sure. There's a big deadline in the NBA tonight about like when players are allowed to opt in or opt out of their their contracts, their extensions. All their weird clauses. Yeah, but like uh, my deadline's earlier. I can't wait till eleven fifty nine to start watching Star Trek. I have to like, no. I got to get in there. <clears throat> ASAP. I'm not, lo- I'm not loving what I'm looking at in terms of the names either. So I'm fucking, lo- I'm fucking loving what's on TNG for the rest of the fucking season. No, look, there's good stuff coming up. Yeah, okay. I'm getting Times Squared this week. Yeah, Times Cafe is just straight up. I remember those timescapes. I don't remember. Uh, it's a good, it's a good question. It's a very good question. Timescape was probably Times Cafe. I didn't have good handwriting then. I don't have good handwriting now. I, and I, they I, don't give you a, you're not supposed to do, they really don't want you to try and record seven episodes of Star Trek on one VHS tape. So VHS they don't give you enough room to label it. Definitely looked like they were made for one thing. Like you would yeah. just write Star Trek all over. Like it. in a big Sharpie, you'd just put Trek. Yeah. But we don't, uh, we, let's not talk about Star Trek. There'll be four hours of that next week. Also, there's probably probably 15 mailbag questions are about Star Trek. So, that's true. It depends on how what Ryan's been doing in his uh, in his catching up. Um, that's what week it is too. If it's not a Star Trek week, it's got to be a mailbag week. Yeah, them's the rules. Well, then why don't we do that a, a we made for ourselves a bag of, a bag of mail mailbag by brother date. On June 15th, Ryan wrote in. Uh, they're all from Ryan this week, by the way. Oh, yeah, stop I saying that. I I, literally every that. single one is from Ryan. So. Okay. Um, at Brother Date, I also really enjoy Hallelujah. Wait, like, I, know I'm, I know I'm on the wrong side of history on this one. Did, who said they did? Because I thought we agreed that we didn't. Uh, Katie likes it. Oh, okay. Katie likes it. We talked. This was been, oh man before Katie started listening to these. When I thought this was a safe space, <laughs> right? Yeah. I I said that I was there was something I wasn't going to ruin for somebody, uh, right? Because I brought up uh, how I don't like this song, and it turns out she's this one of her favorite songs. So, <laughs> All right, well, there you go. So uh, sometimes when you have strong opinions about the culture. So you can make enemies. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I know Marshawn listens to this, and um, and I still I I have to have fights about it, just about whatever I say. So about Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna do one here, just one on this. Okay. I I get it. There is so much good music out there. You're right. Like, 
it seems like this is the only song that anybody knows that uses like imagery. Sure. Any sixth grade poetry technique. This is the one that people go to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit It's a little bit self-referential. Like secret chord. First of all, yeah. I just don't, I don't I've never liked his singing. Well, yeah, that well first of all there's 18 different versions and nobody's favorite yes. is the same version. So, yeah. That tells you something. It's like, hey, Matt, what's your favorite version of uh, Mrs. Robinson? Um, That's the Lemonheads. Yes, this is the Lemonheads Lemonheads version, version, for sure. The Lemonheads version of Mrs. Robinson is everyone's favorite. Yeah. Um, But, so, no, like, look, I get it. If, If you pay attention one level more, you're like, you know... When he talks about the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major left, the, the chords are doing that when he's, as he says it. <laughs> That's right. So I got it. There's got even it, a dude. term for that. I don't remember what it is, but there's I got a term it. for it. I'm, I'm in. I understand. Yeah. He's, he's explaining what he's doing as he does it. I get it. I get it. It's, I get what's happening there. Yes, and I, and you know what? I'm not immune. Oh, the religious imagery is a metaphor for sex? I'm not immune to things like that. I like things like that, too. But mm-hmm. uh, on a basic level, I'm just all about how it sounds. That's what I'm into, is how it sounds. But it's like, if you get most of your music from the radio, you're not bombarded with imagery yeah. or metaphor. Yeah. What are you literary about? or uh, musical you technique. You have not been listening to the, all the Imagine Dragons that's out there. Oh, what's the fucking, what's the current one? I don't it's know. so it's bad. It's so horrible. It's so bad. The current like, Imagine Dragons song is so, it's so terrible. They're a generic dumpster band and always have been. Yeah. Uh, oof. Uh, it is called... That was the only band that... Whatever It Takes. Oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> That's the only band that I think purports to be a rock band that you still hear on the radio, I think. It so. is true. They're the only rock band on the charts right now. <sighs> First of all... I don't know what this music is, but what, what do you call this genre? This should not be on the rock music charts. This is like this is some electronic music. I the name of this genre should be song that's in the trailer but not in the movie. <laughs> that's right, exactly correct. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a way to shorten that. Tra- it's a trailer. That's a trailer story. trash. Trailer. That's trailer trash. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. It is definitely this, uh, genre trailer is trailer trash. trash. Um, no, it's true. Um, there are lots of songs that I like on the strength of one gimmick. Mm. Um, when you jumped on the call, I was listening to an Ockerville River song. Mm. They have another song called The Plus Ones. I wonder if there's that's even on. That's nah, not worth playing. You have to listen to the whole fucking song. Uh, every line in the song is a reference to a song that has a number in it. Mm. So it's like, no one wants to hear about your 97th tier. And it's like, I know that song, 96 Tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that one. Is it, is that's by th- Question Mark and the Mysterians. Is 19th Tears Breakdown one of the lyrics too? Because if not, like, blew it. Uh, I don't think I don't think they mentions your twentieth nervous breakdown, oh, but then. like, the, there's a line that goes, uh, 
uh, nine miles high. It turns out I can't type 96 tiers and think of other yeah, numbers think of other at numbers. the same time. Yeah, it's trying to use the, the same part of my brain. Um, <laughs> oh, and this is question mark in the material. That's like 51st oh. way to leave your lover and so on, right? So I get it. I get what they're doing. Mm. I happen to like that song. Hey, question mark? Uh, I can hear the organ. You don't. Know, you can mix it down a little bit. I hear it. <laughs> yeah, man. But this is like They're going wild on this. Detroit's only all Latino rock band from the 1960s. Yeah, really. So. That's cool, actually. Yeah. Mm, oh, wasn't that another guy from Detroit? He wasn't in a. He was a solo artist. What was his name? The guy. The guy like. I'm gonna need more. There were so many <laughs> I'm not guys. done. I'm not done. The guy who like everyone thought had died or disappeared, but then turns out he's just been alive this whole time, and he got fame in South Africa. And there was a documentary about him. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> it's about oh Sixto Rodriguez. I think he was a Detroit guy, but he was okay. he was just yeah. a solo artist, and also he was not popular in the United States, just South Africa. I mean, I guess these guys were from Saginaw or whatever, but, that's, you know, like, D- Detroit was is, where they... Saginaw's the same as Detroit. Where it happened for these guys. I, I feel comfortable saying that. But anyway, like, there's nothing wrong, say, like, there's nothing wrong with that not song. Detroit. It's a little boring, but uh, Question Mark and the Mysterians was, uh, like, a perfect encapsulation of what you could name your band in 1966. That's, that's, to me, that's an old old guy radio poll. That's a Tony Kornheiser show poll, Question Mark and the oh, Mysterians. Oh, Question Mark and the Mysterians? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that song has been on old guy radio, the segment he does on there. <laughs> Probably. Does he do, uh, uh, who does that song, uh, The Letter? You know what I'm talking about. Um, the Letter. The Box, box Tops. tops? Yeah. The Box Tops. Has he done that one? Because to me, if you like one of these, you like the other. Yeah, he does a lot of them like that. I mean, sometimes he just, he'll cop out and he'll just play a Beach Boys song. Or Or what's that one? Knock Three Times? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Take a Letter, Maria. That one's also about a letter. Take a letter, Maria. Give me a ticket for an aeroplane. Yeah. This is one of those uh, performances on live TV in this video. This guy doesn't even have a microphone in front of him. No, he's just projecting. This is and all... it's obviously the album version. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's not amazing. Um, I think we've talked about uh, the beginning of Higher Love. How I just love how it starts. Think, think about, it. about it. Yeah, he wants. He poses a question here. He or wants to really think uh, in Jesse's girl, loving me with her arms. I, I just with that know body. It. Yeah, I just know it. It's like yeah, um, yes, yes. You're right about this. So yeah, there's lots to... of songs I, I like for one cute reason that yeah. don't really stand up to anything. So you know, fine if Hallelujah is that song for you, Ryan. But there's um, there's good stuff out there. If you want stuff where the lyrics are interesting and there's imagery, well, yeah, you know what, Ryan? Tell me what it is you like about that song, and we'll find something better. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a service. You should yeah. offer that to people. You should the say, service hey, I'm tell providing me what you to like you. about a song. People, for people who like Hallelujah, tell me what you like about it, and I'll find you a better <laughs> yeah. one. And we can expand that to other 
other songs too. Say you like that Imagine Dragons song. No, you're a lost cause. That's it. Uh, no, there's, no, there's no helping. I mean, did you see Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> you just like that movie instead? Just no, it's like movie. was it was immigrant song in that or just in the trailer? So like, what else is into the trailer trash genre? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Because at now, least that's a real, it's only two and a half minutes, but at least it's a real song. What if the song has appeared in a movie, in the movie part? In any movie? Does that disqualify it from being trailer trash? Well, so I think this needs some, this needs some... Because that song has actually e- appeared in, in films. Expansion, because I would also like to say... Songs that appear in car commercials probably also qualify in the same genre. Like I haven't yet heard whatever it takes in a car commercial, Only a but I would be I would be so unsurprised if I was watching. Like let's say it's week one of the NFL season, and in the third commercial break of the first game, there's a commercial for the Lincoln MKZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it uses <laughs> whatever it takes. I'd be like, yeah, 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 that, yeah. Though I get it. Yes, it is a song that it so seems you like could, it was made for that. Uh, you could have like Pink Moon by um, oh Jesus, what's the name of that guy? Nick Drake. Mm, you have Pink Moon by Nick Drake. That was in uh, like Volkswagen commercial. I want to say. I think a long time ago I heard. Uh... You know this one. How long does it get started? I hate long intros. I was going to say, if this isn't a Volkswagen commercial, is this like a part where a, a kid is driving away from home to go to college? Or something? It was like at nighttime. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first time I heard that um, Eagles of Death Metal song. I'm going to set my soul on fire. That one was in a, a car commercial of some kind. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, it always burns you. Sometimes a song by a band you like gets in a car commercial. And then you're like, ah, oh, man. Sometimes Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher by uh, Jackie Wilson is in a shampoo commercial. I mean, wasn't it in Ghostbusters 2? Oh, maybe. Well, then, well, see, then that's what Don't I'm they, Isn't that what they play when they're fighting the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Don't they play... Uh... That could be. Well, that's what I'm asking then. So if it's appeared in an actual motion No, picture. so it's not trailer. Yeah, I, look, I don't know. We'll have see, to think about it. But It's tricky. You're right that I don't find that whatever it takes song to be a rock song particularly. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what that genre is, but it's some kind of electronic genre because I didn't hear any real instruments in there. Well, their big hit was what Radioactive. Yep, sounded the same <laughs> during same the song. roughly year that I was going to the gym. I think that that song played every single time I was in the gym. Well, you can ask Marjan how many times I have reflexively punched the uh, button. <laughs> the radio button in the car <laughs> off when that has come on you're gonna hear a radioactive i can't do it i can't do it anymore <laughs> i heard it enough times in the radio um just in the car with marja she's the one who listens to the radio and so every time i've been in the car I, I have not been hearing it that tells you how many how often it plays just when i've been with her it's been enough that i kill myself if i hear it again Also on the 15th, Ryan wrote, at Brother Date, that was quite a rabbit hole with the heraldry. I know how much you dig that, though. I dig anything that's got a system. Yeah, if you've got a system. Any system. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. We got a kind of... Any kind I don't of... even think we really got outside of the royal family, except for when we talked about the Archambault. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I, I dig anything that is rank insignia or... Compa- oh, man. The comparative rank names of all the NATO countries. Yeah, Woof. that's pretty good. 
you get funny German oh, countries. Oh, look, oh, ones. look in this country. Oh, in this country, Lieutenant Commander is called Frigate Captain. That's pretty cool. Right? It's pretty cool, but it sounds really specific. I'm sorry, it's probably Corvette Captain. Frigate Captain is probably a full commander. See, that, that as a rank sounds way too specific for me. Yeah. Be like, oh boy, I don't know, he's, he's, well, he's then, not technically commanding a Corvette, this is really So this is, the, this is the French Navy system. Uh, Ranks of the French Navy. Well, then if it's the French Navy, it doesn't even really matter. Yeah, but the other countries use it, so... Why? Yeah. Didn't they yeah, see... Yeah, the commander is a captain de Corvette. Did they see how little Capitaine success the French had at sea, you know, but, forever? But then... But then the rank that we just call captain, they call capitaine de vaisseau, which just means ship captain. Ship captain, right. He's a good, big, good boat captain. Though apparently the traditional translation in English is, English is ship of the line captain. Oh, okay. And they do the same thing with other ranks, like it's... Too specific. Ensign de vaisseau. Okay. That's too much. Yeah. Et cetera. Being like, oh, he's, uh, he, he's the toolkit lieutenant. He carries the toolkit. Like, right. That's that's too specific for me. I can't. I, what am I supposed to do? I got to promote this guy, but there's 90 lateral ones. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, but I mean, so we, uh, our own navy does that, right? Like, you have a rank, but then you also have your rating. Yeah. So our dad was a storekeeper, third class. There's no such uh, that rating has been. Uh, keep the rating combined with something else. Yeah. Keep the rating. I don't need the storekeeper, third class. But you could be a you know like a gunner's mate, second class or whatever, right? Yep. Or a gunner's mate, first class. Major or our asshole. grandfather was a senior chief aviation machinist's mate. See, that's a lot. Yeah, it's that's a guy who works on plane engines. It's kind of a lot to say. Yeah. I would just go with the rating, is what I'm saying. I guess. If people ask me, I wouldn't say all those words. That's a lot of words. That's a lot of words. Uh, what's the deepest Wikipedia hole you've ever gone down? Oh, it's a real tough question. Uh, it probably started where I was like, eh, I'm not ready to go to bed. Let me, I'm just going to go to the Wikipedia uh, page for the Boeing 747. Yeah, that kind of thing with all the different uh, sales contracts, variations uh, of the aircraft, incidents yep. and accidents, criticisms of fucking... and I'll do. I'll do that too where I... Uh, as I'm going, I just open the next thing I want to read in a new tab, yeah. and then I have 15 of them open. And if you don't do that, if you get if you get terrible anxiety from having a lot of open tabs, then it's an untraceable rabbit hole. It's like you don't even remember how you got to where you are. You're like, yeah. that's and that's what usually happens to me. So I don't even know where they start. I only know where I end up. Sometimes it's just uh, like a did you know and then it's like RAF Waddington is the link and then it's just like I'm now I'm reading about every squadron yes. that was ever stationed <laughs> yep. there and then every plane that they ever used and then oh so, uh, 15 of those planes were transferred to New Zealand and then I'm reading about how New Zealand uh, got rid of its air force and they have like a protection agreement with Australia and so anyway, yeah, I, I, this is the kind of thing where I am not a contributor to the internet in this way. I do not add anything to the internet's databases, uh, any of the databases, and it always makes me wonder what kind of person does it. Who yeah, who's doing this? Puts that stuff who's up? writing this all up? Who's like giving you all the squadrons and everything and their service history and they're like, who's typing that up and why? I'm glad yeah, they're who, doing it. 
who's writing about the top hatters in the 1970s? Like, is this and what Batman like, wow. did? He retired and now he just does this and this is how he helps society <laughs> now? Because I love it. I'm glad someone's doing it. I don't know who would do it. <laughs> he's talking about how it's, it's, there's, he's, he's got to be the villain in order to save the city or whatever. And then he just goes and sits behind a computer and just like, all right, what's up today? All right, I got a new squadron. I got to put up. I got I to gotta put up the fucking I'm, livery on the planes and all that shit. I'm fucking into this idea that this is Batman's thing. <laughs> I just I don't know who there must be so many contributors who are doing this and I don't know who they are and why they're doing it. I would like I'd like to meet them, I guess. All right, impromptu quiz. All right. I mentioned the top hatters. Oh, okay, yeah. What squadron is that? The top hatters. I don't know. Uh, do you even know what type of squadron that is? Mm, that sounds like a, a dang old fighter squadron. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's fighter attack now because oh. of the Navy. Oh, yeah, because it's a Hornet or whatever. Because they only got, they fly the Super Hornets. They fly yeah. the F-18Es. Yeah. Uh, the game we used hmm. to play was, is this a real squadron or not? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Just hard to make up on the fly. Uh, I think it was. Did I make you play squadron names versus? Uh, I don't remember what racist sayings from science fiction. Oh, I yeah. think that's what it was. R- racist terms for people from science fiction. That's so fake racism. There is some overlap there. That's a tricky one. Yes, because <laughs> that is the kind of thing where someone could be like, "What are you talking? What, 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 what do you mean top hatters? Who's that? Like you haven't heard, kid." <laughs> you don't know about the top hatters. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something that could happen in, in some cheesy old stuff. Oh, yeah, line. equal rights, free movement. That's probably what's going to happen in that new Ron Moore space show. Probably going to be Ugh. something called the top hatters in that. Ugh. Yeah, Ron Moore. Stop, stop Back in the game. Movies. Um, These days, for me, though, it's rarely a Wikipedia rabbit hole anymore. Mm. It's... Um, you familiar with this site, Quora? It's like Yahoo Answers, but if the answers were by real people, like um, humans who knew stuff. No. No. So someone will ask, it, well, uh, I should just go to Quora and see what's at the top of my feed. They try to make me log in. I ain't going to do this. Yeah, that's the problem. And then they send you a thing every day, and then it's like, uh, someone is asking, what's a good one? Do, 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 do. Uh, Boy, it's not a good not a good list right now. I mean, what made Star Trek Voyager so unpleasant to watch is a question <laughs> that has some answers, but what are NASA launch pads made of? Hmm. Like, boy, that's an interesting question. Vibranium. Huh? Oh, it's probably vibranium. Would be my guess. F- fire brick, I guess. What's is the answer to that? Oh, it's a type of vibranium. Okay, good. Uh, but no, so but so it, that's a weird one for me because it'll be like, what does it mean when someone says one plus two plus three plus uh, dot 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 uh, to infinity equals negative one twelfth? And uh, then someone has to explain the the sense in which that is true. Oh, but then the next question will be like. If Saruman had gotten the one ring. <laughs> this is a very theoretical question. It, no, exactly. 
could Gandalf the White have stopped Saruman if he had the One Ring? And then I'm like, well, I'll read what this nerd has to say about it, because someone will have answered it. Oh, for sure. No, this is a, this is a thought yeah. exercise that's bound to get plenty of, of play. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't done anything on Quora. Um, I have been dipping into the Social Science Research Network, the SSRN. Oh, I don't know about this one. This one has, like, scholarly articles, but, like, mostly on, again, the social sciences. Um, but it's, mu- it's much easier than, like, reading through a law review or something like that. Like a law yeah, but is there, like, a feed, or are you just, like... Mm, I think they have options for things. Do you just you click... Oh, you can, like, top search. Top papers? You can, what yeah, you are you doing? At, yes, you can look at top papers, you can browse, you can search. I tend to just see what's sort of on the, on the tippy-top. But um, let me see rankings, top papers. What's up there right now? Some game theory, blockchain, bunch of, bunch of blockchain papers. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's what's hot on the street these days. If you uh... do, do stocks outperform treasury bills? Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. This is maybe not. But I psychopathy by U.S. state is the kind I would read. Oh. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh-huh. so you dig through them, you go, oh, I'm not really interested in the finance stuff. I got a, I got a non-numbers brain. Um, so you look for some of the other things that are less, because there is a lot of economic stuff on here, too. But, yeah. Um, so that's sort of where I've been going. But that's less of a rabbit hole, because each one takes some time to play with. Yeah, I so, you know, I get, uh, because I did sign up for Quora, I get an email, like, every night, usually about 11, right when I'm getting ready to st- shut off from the world. Sometimes I wonder how those work, because that's, like, when I signed up is when they did it, because I get my weather.com alerts at 1 in the morning. And it's like, that's not useful. I ain't gonna see those for a while. <laughs> I'm not gonna see that for six or seven hours. You can probably just send that later. Anyway, go on. <clears throat> Uh, no, so then, then I'm at one thirty in the morning. I'm reading about uh, why, what, what powers Gandalf might have actually had, and whether he was forbidden from using them by some kind of agreement. Well, I hope they are using like text evidence. They're not just. Yeah, no, these people hate the movies. Them. Oh, I see. Well, I just you know like well, I mean theoretically, you could have been able to like you would need to be able to. Oh yeah, your yeah, evidence. yeah. No, definitely the answers will make reference to a letter that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote. <laughs> To somebody in 1978. About what he thought of Gandalf, but maybe didn't include in the story. Yeah, about, you know, some more stuff about Gandalf. On Gandalf. I hope he was writing a lot of those letters. He wrote a lot of shit, yeah. You know, sometimes you get the feeling that the creators of shows don't care that much about what they made. Creators of books, creators of movies, whatever. And uh, and sometimes it's the opposite, obviously. But then you get, like, I love the actors who are way into the thing. Like the box lighteners of the world. Who Boxlighter is the guy who rides hardest for Babylon Five of anyone on the planet. All he wants to do is talk about Babylon Five. He's constantly pitching a new Babylon Five movie. He's like he'll like if he ever appears anywhere, he'll talk about Babylon Five. Like he's clearly all about that John Sheridan shit. And I just wonder if, uh, if Tolkien was always just being like talking to people about the characters in his in his dang old books. Well, you know, a lot of first of all, he didn't write any other books. A, a lot of his fucking. Uh... All of these letters were written before his, he died, and of course, oh, and so, I'm glad to hear but it wasn't it. until after he died that uh, his son published up all his weird old writings. So, like when he was alive, there was just The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and people wrote him questions all the time because there was fucking nothing else. So, if you had a question about Gandalf, you had to go to the source 
Uh, but now there's the Silmarillion and a bunch of shit. And then so he didn't write that Sil- Sil- Silmarillion? No, that? it was compiled from his papers by his uh, son. Okay. His, w- the, the one of his children that was his literary executive. Okay. Executor is what I mean to say. Executive's fine. Um, and, But like, not only that, but there's like a 12 volume thing that has all of the different versions of all of his papers. So like mm. it'll trace how one particular story evolved over multiple writings. Ah, okay. Cause he kept all this shit. Like how final fantasy seven was supposed to be about a guy named detective Joe. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. This was the uh, hard boiled detective is a, story. Is in there Midgar. A, is there a good oral history of final fantasy seven? There, out there must somewhere? be I fucking 50. love to read it. There must be 50. All I've done is re I've read all of these various things that happen during development, but they must be based on interviews that happen somewhere. Right. So I, I there must be somewhere. But yeah, Detective I wish this Joe, should have been done Detective by an American company so that all of the interviews were in English. Yeah. Uh, that's dope. The, yeah. the game is nothing like that. No. There is not one character who is even remotely like a hard-boiled detective in the whole fucking thing. From what I was reading, he got... Who's rid- the hard-boiled detective, Matt? Is it the <laughs> vampire? Um... He I, he seems a little bit hard boiled. He's just slightly hard boiled. Sid's a little bit hard boiled, but he's no detective. Um, yeah, I don't know anymore. I, but according to what I, I'm sorry, I totally just sidetracked this. What, what they were, what that says in all of the things that I was reading was that he, the creator of the, of the game, got super distracted by the um, by the battle system and the material I, system, and I left see. the story to somebody else. And his detective <laughs> Joe never came, it disappeared entirely. Because everyone else went, what? She had a fantastic set of gams. Also, <laughs> she was a sentient lion. But how how Japanese is that to just say, uh, I don't know, Detective Joe was probably his name. Oh, it's <laughs> like, very Japanese. It's like, all right, good job. Let's not forget that one of the main enemies in Mega Man is Sniper Joe. <laughs> That's right. That's a type of robot. Yeah, like um, Torpedo Ted, right? Uh, basically. Bullet Bill? Anyway. Well, yes. I, once we have accepted the existence of Torpedo Ted, I don't think we need to, you don't need bring to up go Bill. back to Bullet Bill. Yeah. Right, we don't need to relitigate Bullet Bill. <laughs> but what about Petey Piranha? Where does he fit in on that? Uh, in a pipe. He lives in a pipe. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He fits in there. Sometimes like, he's pretty good. Down. He closes his mouth and he fits right in. He fits in. so good in there, he can hang upside down out of it. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah, he's got Presumably, he's got roots and shit in there. He is sn- Well, because when you shoot him, is it's just his head flies off? Yeah. Okay. All right. Someone. I, I can only assume that someone, whoever built the warp system, designed the, decided that that was a, like a great big pipe sticking out of the ground. And then someone else came along and said, that's weird. Flower pots aren't usually green. <laughs> but. It's fine. It's fine. Flower the flower's got to go somewhere. <sighs> and, yeah, we're, so we're talking about uh, tracking the changes between those. Oh, right. So anyway, there's a ton of shit now, but uh, th- this is all some shit that Tolkien uh, invented so that he could make up a fake language. Mm. Kind of like the way I have fleshed out the outlines of the entire universe in which my Lego starships exist. Oh, I like that. But because I didn't have to go to World War One and... <laughs> Uh, live in the horror of the trenches and really need a way to distract my mind. I haven't actually turned it into a novel. Yeah. So this was this was stuff that he was thinking about his entire life, and so there's a 
there's a lot of it. What you but need to do just is, those four books. What you need to do is turn your Legovers into a cool anime with a great theme song. That's what I need to do, probably with some Italian in there randomly. A little bit of Italian just to keep it fresh. Or yeah. fresco, as it is, as they would say. Uh, they might. I, I don't actually know. <laughs> they might. They might, though. Uh, on June 21st, Ryan wrote, uh, Nah, man, I usually showed up like 11 p.m., not 2 a.m. The dude still showed up at my door at 11 p.m., whatever it was. Yeah. Binging your show is great for road trips. Not so much for audience participation tweeting. Uh, I think you reversed that first part. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I guess binging is not great for audience participation tweeting, but we have never objected to you referring to stuff from previous episodes. Yeah, and uh, you do a lot of tweeting, so uh, must be okay for it. That's what I say. Uh, At Brother Date, she is welcome to record a rusty guitar cameo. Do you... uh, you have no way to record Marjon playing the guitar, do you? You're a liar. You're a dirty damned liar. I got this headset. There you go. Just put it right next to the guitar. Uh, uh there must be. We must have a cord that could go to a computer. Uh but I mean <laughs> you can't just plug a cord from a guitar into anything. Well, I don't know. See it usually has to go through an amplifier. Or it doesn't sound like a guitar. Time will tell. Oh, I see. Okay, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, she's been invited to lay down some sweet licks. I can't wait, because I think I'm going to get her to accept. We'll figure yeah, out what yeah. she's going to play. Uh, at Brother Date, Ryan says, Sometime, sometime, I go down Instagram Discover rabbit holes. Well, you're the only person who uses Discover. I don't even know what that is. What is it? I don't do Instagram. Uh, I bet that's much. when you just hit the search icon on Instagram and then don't do anything. Oh, uh, yeah. I I was I was on the Instagram for a little while, but it's been a while. I don't I don't go on there anymore. Uh, oh shit, maybe not. I'm what down to just Twitter. Like? That's it. I'm yeah, this is a bunch of pictures of people I don't know. Who cares? Uh, are any of them are they do are they doing anything? Anything cool? Anybody? Anybody know, know anyone good? Here is a picture of two one-eyed cats sitting next to each other on a tiled counter, but they're missing the opposite eyes, and their non-eyes are facing each other. That's a grim picture. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Why did they got How you got two one-eyed cats? Um, it what was, what uh, you did? Speaking of Final Fantasy VII, it was a Barrett and Dine situation. Oh, I see. <laughs> Shinra did the that. two the two cats were staring each other yeah. right in the eye, and just Sh- eye to eye. And Shinra and, blasted them, and Shinra blasted them both. Yep. You would um, you wouldn't think that's how that would work with I, Barrett and Dine. I w- I I couldn't believe it. I don't. I mean, I must have always gone. That's dumb. But this time when I played through and I saw that, I went, "How the hell did that happen?" Yeah, it seems like either we just forced them to lines? let go, or. Whichever one, whichever arm was more torn up would break off. I don't know. Was it like explosive rounds that just got both? I just, it's very unclear from the end. It don't make a lot of sense, but frankly, nothing about that game stands up to scrutiny. From the six polygon animation, I did not understand what happened in that. There's still so much I haven't figured out in my brain about Cloud and Tifa and Zack. I don't understand any of it. I just played the game through. I don't understand any of it. It's still very upsetting to me. That they didn't bother to make it make any sense. And they keep retconning shit. They keep, like, releasing novels and movies that, like, change the story. I know. 
It's, it's not great. Anyway, they're saying that the re-release is going to be episodic. Whatever that means. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I wonder what, how many fucking weird retcons there are going to be in that. Oh, also, by the way, it's still like a couple of years out. <laughs> like seven Dog, years this away. game is made. All you got to do is put more polygons <laughs> in know. everybody. Put like 20% more polygons. Everyone just, will think you did a good job. Just an extra few polygons. <laughs> just make their feet not look like Instead that. Instead of one polygon per foot. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. It's not a high bar to clear. It was a bad look, the big old blocky feet. Especially because in combat, they were animated better. Their combat animations looked way better than their field animations. Well, they're lower res is the thing, just, right? Uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. They had know. distinctive hands and stuff, though, instead of just big old blocks. Uh, it's fucking dumb. It's yeah. dumb as hell. Yeah. Uh, he gets super excited about the double quiz, and apparently he got it in two. Same as me or you. I now don't remember you. On the double quiz... I don't remember if it was Determinator or did uh, you Funky get Town. Funky, did you get Lip Sync on second clue or third? I don't remember. Uh, I second, did get Terminator did, on second clue. I got it when you said that they they want to go... Yeah, I just don't remember which clue that yeah, was. But, right. but you did get it. He, he also likes spreadsheets. On June 25th, he writes, at brother date, zero? No take? Felt to me like humans are naive and not ready for space. That's every Enterprise take. Which... I'm guessing episode. Enterprise, because that's always Enterprise. But which one, though? Is that the one where they had to live in the nacelle? Uh, catwalks? The Catwalk is the name of the episode. But was... what makes them naive and not ready to live in space because of that? Because those aliens lied to them, and then those other aliens got on their ship. I don't know. We also recently no-taked Cat's Paw. Oh, well, that's... I don't think that could be the take for that one. No, I don't. Ready. They were I don't more think, than ready. I don't see what naivete has no, to do with it. Kirk was more than ready for those bitches. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, are they naive? Like, mm, do you mean the Enterprise folks or? Yeah, because they help that guy. Because they help those dudes out, and I then it turns know. out that they're weird deserters, and then they retake their ship using trickery. I don't think in that case they're naive. I, I do think it's another one of those, are they ready to go to space? Because it's fucking scary out there. Fucking giant-ass space storms you're not fast enough to outrun. And inside the space storms are people trying to steal your dang ship. I'd go home. I no-take to the Changeling in week 32. The Changeling was the one with the robot? It's the probe. That's when that probe comes for him. Mm, well, he can let us know which one he's talking about. The, I no-take to recent... rivals in week 30. I do this more often than I think. The most recent no-take was, uh, was, was I think, the catwalk. I no-take Carbon Creek. Well, but that was a tough one. I, did I have a take on that? I mean, did I get points for it? I know you won't uh, get a take. I you know. gave Carbon Creek five points. There you go. I don't remember five what, point what take. I said it was about. Oh, I do. Uh, it was something about um, discrimination. and um... Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Discrimination is bad. Discrimination is bad. Five points. <laughs> At Brother Date, yeah. he writes, uh, There was probably a time when being captain of a first-rate ship meant that you'd survived lengthy hardships and multiple combat tours, and, I assume, well-educated. Boy, I wonder about that. Well, okay, so it depends on... okay. So in the Royal Navy, well, yes, because they were constantly at war. So you did have to survive some tours. Yes, but also let's talk about when there was a first-rate 
when there was such a thing as first rate ships, mm. you definitely bought your rank. Yeah, your family did at least. You were right. You're from somewhere. You're somebody. You probably from you might have been well educated just as a the side effect of being from a wealthy family. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think you were as, better educated. Uh, well, I think you were hitting at it. Is that you are. Uh, the Spanish and Portuguese have a really good word for this. Prigionera. Uh, Hidalgo or Fidalgo. Oh, right. Okay. Depending on which one. That which was a means, movie. That was a movie. Hidalgo. Right. Which means minor nobility, but it literally means son of somebody. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is the deal. That's right. how you got to get like uh, officer commissions and shit. Like They weren't just taking anybody. Yes. So I do um, think that also, yes, it led to better education because you had all of the benefits. That's how you had he guys says, like Lafayette coming to America at 19 and being made a major general because he like, had learned about war. But he says, yeah, in the modern age, being an 06 or an E7 probably means you're good at military shit and have a thick skin. Yeah. He says you can't make it to senior enlisted or flag officer without also being exceptionally talented, though. I mean, it depends on the circumstances, certainly. Yeah. Uh, once you once you make it to a certain thing, you're sort of automatically promoted, and then there's a bunch of stuff about being forced to retire, and yeah, you do kind of have to keep making that next post, or you'll be asked to retire. So I guess that means something, but but I think we all know a lot of it's just political. Yes, I was going to say. And by the way, uh, we will see that a lot in Picard. Yeah. Picard is obviously politically connected. It will come up a thousand times. Let's talk about it when it happens, because that's a part of his character I would like to explore. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you can see this. We, we've seen this already. It was highly suggested that Philippa Louvois' prosecution of Picard was bad for her career. She is kind of out in the middle of fucking nowhere doing nothing with no staff. Yeah. <laughs> she does seem like she's been marooned. Waylaid. Yeah. Um not only that, he's good friends with most of the Admiralty. Yes. He's been asked uh he was asked already to lead Starfleet Academy. Yep. Because By they wanted someone they could trust bringing up the next generation of cadets. His buddy Quinn. Uh, it will be a theme in the next generation and probably in Deep Space Nine, I'm not sure, that uh the flag officers in Starfleet are perhaps not part of a good old boys club for sure. It is. It's a good old boys club. And, actually, and they also may not be really fully dedicated to the principles on which the Federation is built. And I'm really enjoying where we're going with this. Oh God, this is not a Star Trek episode, but it also who's the first Admiral he has a problem with. It's Nechev, right? It's well, Nechev is the Admiral with which he has the biggest problem. Isn't she perhaps part of a new wave of officers that he has not made those connections with. He doesn't know so anything about her even. He has to research that she likes a certain kind that, of that one canopy kind of tea or something. Or whatever. Canopy, yeah. 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 Uh, there is definitely... We'll see when she comes into the picture in season five or whatever. I really like this. Uh, but his relationship with her is definitely very different than with... Uh, let's say Nakamura. Yeah, or his buddy JP who dies on the Melbourne. Or his his buddy JP who dies on the Melbourne. Uh, he's definitely buddy-buddy with Quinn. Mm-hmm. 
who seems to be one of the main three admirals of Starfleet, maybe? Seems to be based on that weird bug dinner they have. That would be based on worm worm dinner? Worm dinner. Uh, based on worm feast at the bug house? He he knows the great judge, Aaron Satie. Yes. And he also uh, is buddies with a lot of the important captains in the fleet as well. Yes. Everyone he runs into on some ship, he's, he's good buddies uh, with, including his, that dude his old buddy, Don Varley. Yep. We, we just saw. Yeah. Uh, captain of one of the other Galaxy class ships. Oh, it's so nice to have other things to think about when and I'm watching who, these. And who was Picard when he was at the Academy? He was a little bit of a troublemaker. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a heroic athlete. Mm hmm. He was a good old boy. He really was a good old boy. For sure. He. He lost his heart fighting Nausicans on a star base. Yeah, because they told him that he didn't have any Gromba or whatever. So he can be all into archaeology now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was a rabble rouser, and his position is based on his skin color I like and it. gender. I like it. I like it. I'm so glad to have other things to think about when we're watching these things for the 900th time. I love having new character things to think about. Like all the stuff with Riker has been really fun in the first two seasons. Now, I think we can ask the question, is Necheyev also portrayed as being a competent admiral or not? And we'll see. Yeah, I would like to explore that, too. All right, this is going to be fun. In ten years when we get to those episodes, we're going to have fun. And then there's, like, one main admiral in Deep Space Nine that I don't think we've encountered yet, right? Yeah, he's like Lieutenant Murtaugh on uh, Family Matters. Yeah, Murtaugh from Family he's Matters. definitely the, Dominion uh, involved. The yes. main Dominion-facing admiral. Yeah. Uh, and we all know Janeway ends up an admiral. Yes. They must not have looked at any of the things she did. Yeah, no they one was nev- reading. They never can read you imagine? Logs can you imagine reading seven years of logs? <laughs> they, they didn't bother. They went, oh, that's way too many. I'm not even. The only one person who read put through Picard's log entries uh, tried to arrest him for being a <laughs> Romulan collaborator. Oh, you're right, her too. Remick did too. He was worried about stuff. Yeah. But then he's... In season one, yeah. Remick's there like, Huh, Kevin McCard has um already got a wild history in the last eighteen episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then she, obviously Lady goes batshit on yeah. him when she's having her little trial. We're talking about Nora Satie. Mm-hmm. Daughter of Judge Aaron Satie. That old bitty. And Picard's good old boyfriend yeah. gets up and shakes his head and leaves the room he, he, and signals to everybody that the proceeding is not going to continue. Yep. Because Picard said Tubal Cain. He's one of the guys, that's now right. Now he's got to go paddle himself off. That's right. That's how it works. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Picard's like connected. It. It's like super it. clear that Picard's connected. And I like connected. thinking of Worf as a prince. And, uh, Kirk also might be connected. It's less clear in his case. Uh, I think it's very clear that Cisco and Janeway are not. Well, again, Cisco waylaid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, yep. uh, I was going to throw you out here in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then uh, it just happens to be the wormhole. We'll just keep thinking, so, something to think about when you're watching Metamorphosis, Time Squared, Blood Oath, The Thaw, and Dawn this week. Yep. It's just, uh, and again, just something in there. Worf as a prince is always good to think about. Just to think, oh, he was a prince. He was essentially a prince. Oh, Worf as is, Worf is a prince. Yeah. It hasn't come up yet, but it will. Worf is Klingon royalty. Yeah, that's great. I love there it. There are about, what, maybe as many as ten of these Klingon great houses? His is certainly used to be among the greatest. I don't know how many make the cut, but... Worf is an elector in the Holy Roman Empire that is the Mm -hmm. Klingon Empire. Oh, yeah, he's the fucking elector of fucking Dushstein 
whatever. Right, that's the model. We're, it's the Holy Roman Empire is the model here, right? Any one of those guys can ascend to be the next emperor. Uh, not emperor, but chancellor. I don't know. They, could you make like a flowchart or a spreadsheet or something that that carefully explains um but i don't want to be like uh wharf is the is a holds and holder or whatever like i don't want to get into it the holy roman empire is too complicated and also it's not that interesting i mean it's interesting it's It's pretty it's interesting enough (laughs) all right okay enough star trek uh but yeah keep your eyes on it if you haven't thought about it if you never thought about it in your life uh, i didn't think about it the first couple of times i watched next generation wharf is a prince yes don't uh dude a dude will show up at some point and be like oh yeah i was the castellan to the mm. house of moog and he'll be like oh yeah that's right this guy's my slave <laughs> yeah now he has to do what i say <laughs> what <laughs> that's right yeah there's some cool stuff that happens there <laughs> oh yeah that's my nanny she's gonna testify yeah she uh took care of me and my prince brother We're both princes yeah, he was too young to go off on this adventure, so he just stayed behind. <sighs> yeah, it's going to be anyway, amazing. Just uh, bear that in mind. Lots of stuff going on there. Most of it's dumb. That's the uh, mailbag. Oh, okay. It's the mailbag this week. It's a 50-minute mailbag. Oh, okay. So that we went took... off on some diversions. Yeah, right. We took a few diversions. Well, the question about rabbit holes sent us on a rabbit hole that led to Tolkien and Final Fantasy VII and all kinds of stuff. So, wasn't that the question that did it? <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's I mean that's how it goes. <laughs> Dog, I'm looking at the '90s Power Hour chart. Mm, we haven't it's done about this in time a while. we revisited that. And uh, when I wrote Seven Mary Three in this chart, <laughs> you, made, I wrote, you used Dewey's I system. I wrote the seven with a seven at the start and the three with a three at the start. <laughs> I used the decimal system. You should make Mary a random number, like uh, seventy-one or something. Or no, it's too close to seven. Do um... I mean? I, I want it to be a four. All right, good. I uh, see. That kind of reminds me of Seven Harry Three uh, for some reason. Well, nothing looks it. like an M. M doesn't look like a letter. Um, no, because we already got the three on three. That looks like yeah. Seven Gary Three. Okay, well, that's what they're called. Seven Gary Three. I got it. All right, there you go. That'll be our cover band. Uh, hold on. This is going to be good. Um, oh, you're going to look up to see if that's a thing. I got you. Nope, he has walked away. He's just gone. Just gone. <laughs> just doing some stuff. Today or tonight! I'm not even going to tune it. Cumbersome. Show me the chords. Come on. Come on, internet. Yeah. That sounds pretty true. I'm ready. She calls me Goliath, but I wear the David mask. I guess it's... There's no way that we'll get that in sync. You sounded you're like two seconds behind. Oh, well, it's very distracting. What's more important is that we put together a live act. That's yeah, that's right. That's uh, that was the initial inaugural performance of Seven Gary Three. I'm Gary, and this is Seven Gary Three. <laughs> <laughs> we could do Punch In, Punch Out, dude. We could do all the all the good songs. Fucking Water's Edge and fucking. I fucking it. knocked everything in my. Uh, office over trying to get that guitar. <laughs> I heard you rummaging. There was that sounded like heavy rummaging. 
Oh, well. You need to have that thing easily accessible. you got to get that thing ready to go. Especially for okay. a 90s power hour? How was that thing not ready? 90s power hour. Give me... All right, so let's do a little check-in. Right now we have Cake at the top. There are 40 on this list. We've got 40 40 bands. on the list. Cake's at number one. Hell yeah. Uh, we have uh, the Cranberries sitting at number 11. Mm. R.I.P. Elastica. Elastica's at 21. Yeah. Uh, PJ Harvey is at 31. Number 40 in perpetual last place, we have the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> I like it because they're behind Smash Mouth, which is totally legit. Every time I see it, I go, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're worse than Smash Mouth. Do you want to talk about the fact that Nashville is haunted <laughs> by the ghost of the guy from Smash Mouth, who I know scary. is still alive? It's very scary. I don't understand what's happening. It, this is apparently a town where that will just be played. You can just hear yeah. All Star by Smash Mouth. It's yeah, just like awesome. three or four times in the last month, Matt sent me a video of just he and Marjan are at some usually empty restaurant. Why are yep. you guys going to all the empty zones? Uh, the, the restaurant to uh, citizen ratio is off. It's a little oh, bit off. There There's too many of them. Way too many eateries and drinkeries um, for, for the number of people that are in the Nashville area. So it's like I'll be out running an errand on a Saturday at 1.30 and I'll get a little short clip of Matt and Marjan in a restaurant at like 3.30 their time. Mm-hmm. And neither of them saying anything. And just very quietly in the back, I can hear that All Star is playing. <laughs> it's very weird. Well, okay, because after the first couple of times... And I told you, I was like, I've heard it like twice already. I've heard All-Star. It's freaking me out. So then I, I thought, in case you didn't believe me, I had to let you know that they're still playing it out here. <laughs> so yeah, that just happens. Marjan says she heard a different Smash Mouth song on the radio. I think she must have heard Walking on the Sun. Walking on the Sun? Yeah, that must have been it. I don't think they were playing I mean, someone anymore. could have been playing Why Can't We Be Friends or... Um, Shrek, or maybe they played Shrek. I'm a believer. Which one? Was that Shrek. Yeah, I was in Shrek. Okay, I just I just said Shrek. Um, so in, when we were in the last one we sent to you, there were people at the table next to us, and uh, Marjan swears that the old lady turned to somebody else in the group and said Shrek, <laughs> <laughs> which was great. Uh, listen, if you want to get that guy's goat, just go on there and tell him that they'd be nothing without Shrek. Uh, <laughs> he will let you know that they already had a number one hit before Shrek. I remember when he and the Oakland A's got into a big fight on Twitter. Because they made some joke about All-Star or something. It's one of those things where it's very clear that he doesn't have a social media manager. Uh, no, but it's he's, just him. He's, you're getting direct to him. Getting, if you tweet at Smash Mouth, it goes right to Steve. Raw, unfiltered Steve is what you're getting. You're getting the uncut Steve. <laughs> I've told you before that my old VP at my job, who eventually was fired because he had 19 HR complaints against him, um, claimed that he used to be in Smash Mouth. Yeah, and well, that he was an inveterate liar, so it was obviously not true. But it was such a it's, weird lie. It's probably not true, but like, if you knew that they were around coming up, yeah. Mm. Um. Well, I mean, look, I know they're local, but it's like, so what? <laughs> uh so I want you to tell me where on this list, and now you can look at the whole list. I got it. I got it up. Where does Harvey Danger go? I don't like them. I gotta be honest. Not a fan. Um, yeah, flagpole said, uh, yeah, I hate that song, and I hate them. I hate them so much. They also covered um, Save It For Later. Oh, yeah. And it was so... It's unlistenable. It's very bad. Um, I put Who them, did that originally? ABC? Who Save did it Save It For Later? It was, uh, the beat. English right? beat? Yeah. Oh, Sooner yeah. or later... 
Uh, I would put these motherfuckers below the toadies. Harvey Danger goes at 38. Oh. So above Primitive Radio Gods, below the toadies. I wanted to put them below Primitive Radio Gods, but then I remembered the song in my head, the Primitive Radio Gods song. And I went, oh, nope. Nope, they are worse than Harvey Danger. Like, a good song doesn't need to be covered. I, is there any point in covering an English beat song? No. For one thing, both the white guy and the black guy have the same voice, and you're not going to be able to repeat it. <laughs> That's a good point. Ranking Roger really does sing exactly like They're this guy. <laughs> I, I always go, oh, this must be uh, Ranking Roger, and then I watch and I go, oh, no, what the white guy's singing. No, it's the the Dave Wakeland, I think is the guy's name. Very good. Uh, however, they did spawn uh, General Public and the Fine Young Cannibals. So, That's right. what are you going to do? Prolific. Uh, their coaching tree is, is deep. And, of course, Ranking Rogers' solo work. That's right. Radical Departure. Yeah. And maybe others. I don't know. So excited. Etc. So, Harvey Danger did not impress you. No. Um, what about the band Filter? Uh, did they do Hey Man, Nice Shot? Uh, they are, did Hey Man, Nice Shot. <laughs> right, that's, did they do other songs? That's the one I remember. I mean, that's going to be your main one, for um, sure. Most of that song is terrible. I guess for the 90s, the actual refrain, Hey Man, Nice Shot, was kind of... It's pretty 90s. That's something. It's very, it's very representative. Hey man, nice shot. Um, let's put them right below Collective Soul. Twenty-seven. Ooh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So you've got filter above Liz Fair, Garbage, Primus, the Goo Goo Dolls, the Verve Pipe, Semisonic, the I, Refreshments. All feels fine to me. Okay, <laughs> that all feels fine. You can tolerate them in an Allison Chains way. Oh my God, is Allison Chains not on this list? We, again, we didn't do it in any order. We were, okay. We've purposely been saving big acts because we don't want to blow our wad and then only have the Harvey Dangers of the world to talk about. Well, give me Allison Chains. Oh, all right, we're gonna. We haven't we haven't done this in a while. We might as well burn a couple of big ones. Do this up. All right. Um. So they've come to the the rooster. Do you? Okay, so you listen to the um. Who charted, obviously, who charted podcast. Yes. Um, I don't know when it was, like a month ago or a month and a half ago. They had a big discussion about which were the best 90s grunge, were best grunge bands. And they, yeah, and they, were, they were way off on timeline. Yes. Th- these these guys could not remember when these things happened. Yes. They're talking about Alice in Chains, a band that was real big in 1992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if they were from the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if they didn't have any idea about the timeline and they were saying Alice in Chains was the best grunge band. I what I would say is that they may kind of like I was talking about the refrain in that filter song was so 90s. Alice in Chains may be the most 90s band. Like they are so 90s. Everything about 1992 to 1995 is Alice in Chains, right? In a way. And it all sounds like weird cult music. Oh, it very much does. And I can't say I've ever purposely listened to 
an Alice in Chains song. Have you? I'm doing it now for the first time. Okay, not for this project, though. You know what I mean? Like, just to be like, oh, nah. I just want to hear that song. I can't. I don't think I ever have. No, see, this was a band that was beloved of the stoners and burnouts when I was in middle school. Yeah, I think that tracked for a while. I think that was true for a while. This is the band that people liked before they had heard the band Tool. Mm. Like Do you know them, what I mean? I like them more than I like Tool, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so again, this is my personal list based on these bands' importance to me, which is why 7 Gary 3 is at uh, <laughs> six, uh, 18. <laughs> there were so many numbers in there, it was hard for me to read what number they were. Um, I, I think I have STP somewhere. I would put them, actually I would put them. I wanted to put them right behind Seven Gary Three, but I think I would put them right behind Elastica. And that is basically me saying, artistically, I find them more valid than Fastball. I think, as artists, you're not going to get much argument <laughs> from that. But your rankings suggest that you find Fastball more artistically valid than Soul Asylum. I feel, I feel okay about that too. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't just put out one whiny song about uh, fucking running away on the train or whatever, and then just be like, oh, we're artists. Yeah. No, you gotta yeah. make a song about um, whatever Toad the Wet Sprocket made songs about. Yeah. If you want to get the top 20. Here comes the rooster. I would even say I find them more artistically significant than the beloved 7 Gary 3, but I just enjoy 7 Gary 3 so much, and I'm never going to call them anything but 7 Gary 3 again. No, well, it happens that you really love uh, Gary from Running Man, so... Oh, it's true. I yeah. know that the name Gary has been transformed in your mind. Now it's just Kong Gary 3. Do you think uh, Girl Talk or somebody could mix these two songs together? They're very different tempos. <sighs> rooster and the Rooster? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to. I would kind of like to play around with it to see if it could be done. Yeah, I think that'll be a fun, fun assignment. My neck and my back. Oh, this always makes me sad. Because this album is so good, but it, it was the B side for the fucking love below. Yeah, he's like, hey, you want to hear the best hip hop record of the whole decade? Here we go. And then no one, no one cared. No one cared. Uh, P.D. Pablo said it about his debut album, but it is true of this album that the whole album is hot, bottom to the top. That's right. BDT. <laughs> but then you fucking, you put on the other part of this double album and it's, here comes Dracula's Wedding and yeah. it's like, what do I do with this? this fucking prototype and all that shit. You're just like, oh yeah, okay. And you're all, oh, is this song called Spread? <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that some, some jazz piano? What's happening? <laughs> Oh no, he is just saying spread for me. <laughs> yep, he said I'll play in you all day long. He said that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. A so when I, so that is a great song and a great record. And when I hear it, I have just a little bit of sadness, just a little blue in there. Yeah, it is. No, it is. It's just a little bit of melancholy. How could they ever? The work Germans together probably again? have a word yes. to describe the uh, being speaker box to someone else's the love below yeah exactly well it's i'm not we, let's go well, to the first chinese of all, 
Yes, yes, of course the Chinese have a word. Why did you also create <laughs> yes. Kong Ming? Oh, heavens. If you created Zhou Yu, why did you also create Kong Ming? I'm yeah. sure it's Zhuge Liang in that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, in that phrasing. I guess he probably wasn't that familiar with him in that way. <clears throat> also, he doesn't use his own courtesy name there. So from, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the point of view of... Uh, well, they couldn't share the same sky. Just, it's just mirroring it. Yes, exactly. It's how it was meant to be. It's a uh, it's a great little episode. The run up to Red Cliffs is probably the best part of the book. I gotta be honest, man. There are so many very good parts of the book, but that mm, when he steals the arrows, it's mm. <laughs> Mouse, Mouse criticism doesn't do this thing justice. I gotta be honest. Uh, Mao only ever wants to talk about how it's something that happened before and now it's happening again, and how yes. amazing that is. There's right. so much insight in that work into how people's crazy old minds work. Yeah. Just so much. Anyway. <clears throat> um, but anyway, uh, Zhou Yu is a uh, speaker box to mm-hmm. the love below Zhu Geleon. That's correct. Is what we're saying that's here. That's the one. I'm not in sure a, if I've made in that In an before, all new but... sentence that's never been said before. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure if I've made that exact comparison before, but it was only a matter of time, I guess. Uh, but it is exactly correct. Yeah. Except, who cares about Zhou Yu in the grand scheme of things? Like... Well, is Speaker Box more of a Sima Yi? No, uh, Sima Yi kind of wins. I mean, Sima Yi does win. Kind of wins. No, he's okay. So, who cares about Zhou Yu? He helped Sun create the entire kingdom of Wu. No, that's true. Like, but like in a book, and beats out Sao at Red Cliff. One of the great things about Three Kingdoms is that the heroes are almost never the big strong guys. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. like. Guan Yu is the only one who is. But even Guan Yu is like a weird, calm, loyal Buddhist. Yeah. It's not just that he's big and strong. Oh, no, he's also a deep thinker. I mean, he drowned drowned Cao Cao's six armies. Right. Uh, But a lot of this is about, I mean, there's a, what's what's Liu Bei? Virtuous. Mm Mm-hmm. But... And what good does it do him? I love it. It's so good. But all... Also, all of the good characters are good because they recognize good people and hire good advisors. Yep, and that is, by the way, that's how they break it down. The people who failed is because they trusted the wrong dudes, usually eunuchs. And <laughs> Often eunuchs who are untrustworthy. If they did well, it's because they hired the right dudes, 100%. Anyway, a rooster laid some eggs. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you guys know the story. You know. I don't need to bring it up. Uh, some standards broken. You know, that's bad. That's bad. There was an earthquake. A rooster laid some eggs. It's a whole thing. So, it, naturally, end of the Han Dynasty. It had to happen. Um, yes, you're right, though. Uh, it, it, yes. People's, uh, people of worth have the ability to recognize talent, and virtuous people have the ability to recognize and promote talent. And by the way, that is the almost the only attribute that any of the officers care about. Yes. It's whether or not their lord can can heed good counsel. That's it. Yep. It's like, oh, I can't work for this guy. <laughs> That's how they all make their decision. They're like, ah, this guy doesn't listen to any good good advice. I'm out of here. This is bullshit. So it's um it's just worth reading well it's worth reading for a lot of reasons, but it's like it's such a different take. Oh yeah. Especially compared to something else that was being written in the 1300s. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty amazing. And again, being the good guy does not get Liu Bei anything. At all. 
Everyone thinks he's dumb for being good. Where do you want Tool on this list? Pretty low. Pretty low. What's a good? What's the best Tool song? You think? The one with the poop in the video? <laughs> yeah, that's not good. They're pretty low. Is that sober? What is it? I am not into Tool at all. Um, I'm not into Tool so much that I would put Tool below Harvey Danger. You, you boy, I'm not even sure I'd put him that high. I, again, every time I start tool. to put someone below Primitive Radio Gods, the song gets in my head, and then I go, no, that's just no. <laughs> well, that song offended song. me. We all know about this song, that it is nothing without that B.B. King sample. Yeah, it's, it's a whole song. The and whole song is a B.B. King sample. It's not much with it. It's not. So, And for some reason, it was played every hour on the hour. Oh, yeah. I don't know what KOM was doing. They were, they were in the bag on that one. I don't know what was going on. All right, we're going to do some uh, British songs, okay. some British bands here yeah. for a minute. Uh, so give me Blur. Mm, all right. One of the big ones. Yeah, they got some They got some songs. They got, uh, even before Song 2, they had that, but uh, boys who like girls who like girls who like... That's right, Boys and boys, Girls by Blur. Boys who like... I don't remember the song. Uh, and they had, Sex like, in the 90s. They had Park Life, was that another one that was an earlier one? Yeah, that was the name of an album, maybe. Oh, I thought. I, mean, I don't know if it was a song. Um, so they were something. That was something. Um, I would put them for my personal. List. Sorry, guys. The song's called "Girls and Boys," not "Boys and Girls." Blew it. They were trying to be and do something different. I I appreciate that. So where we got them? I would put them. Ahead of Natalie Merchant. Let's break up that small chick tier. Although, listening to this, I'm not enjoying it. Well, this is not the song that everybody knows. Fuck, I always get it wrong. Which part? I always think it's called Track 2. It's not. It's called Song 2. Song 2, yeah. Yeah, that's the one everyone... That's That became really big. And then that was in every commercial, movie, trailer, everything. Had the video where they were... What happened in that video? They were... I mean, so far they're just in a basement. Yeah, but then the stuff's gonna start to happen in that basement. Yeah, but unless they unless they start like the lights go down and they change into a fur coat, I don't care. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Unless it closes way in on a dude's face, but you can tell in the background that the scenery is changing. <laughs> yeah, the, the furniture's uh, moving around, or the walls and ceilings are moving around. It's super hard to find, guys. But watch the video for Tarsa Wong by Modern Dog. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I uh, can't talk about Blur without talking about Oasis, so I guess this is sure. the time when we talk about Oasis. That's what always happens. Someone brings up Blur, and that's how I get on my Oasis kicks. Um, I didn't really care for Oasis. So, but we got us a Wonderwall. Sure, Champagne Supernova. We got us a Champagne Supernova. Uh, there's the other one. There was a there was a trinity of songs. There was a third song. There's um. <sighs> I gotta look this up. God damn it! Don't look back in anger. Well, that was definitely one of them. I don't know if that was the third. Was that the third one? 
I mean, I'm just going to look at their, know, maybe. their singles here. We'll just take a look. Uh, I was going to say House in the Country, but that's Blur. Mm. Oh, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that was the. Uh, that was the third one. Still look back in anger. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember which one that is, but luckily, YouTube remembers. I, I remember this one. Uh, what I was gonna say was, but at least they were me- melodic and they made real songs. Yep. Also, two brothers who hate each other. So always gotta love story. that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but how loud do I want to play Oasis? Um, hmm. I, I, I think that they are better than live. Let's say that. You're putting them right up under Biersk? Yeah, I can't put them aboard. Aborf. I can't put them aboard of Biersk. Hey, I'm speaking Icelandic. <laughs> I'm, uh, you, know, you know, you have to really immerse yourself before you learn to speak the language just naturally like that. And, uh, you, know, you know, they were in the World Cup, so there's been a lot of Biersk talk going on. Oh, by the way, they're scary. They're fans. They do oh, this yeah? thing where they, like, slow clap at the same time. They do, like, a weird, slow, uh, melodic clap. To, to cheer on their team and then it gets fast but it's always in rhythm and everything and uh, they seem like scary neo-Nazis or something I didn't like looking at the crowd they scared me I mean the whole country has the population of Wyoming or something so it's like how scary can it be but yeah I get it it's, it's uh, something about half the year like. they don't get the sun at all so like they yeah. probably cook up some weird ideas during that time well whatever like it seems like there's probably five days of the year when you get the right amount of sleep right I wonder if, if you your live body in can even take advantage, or if it's just been yeah. so fucked up by the rest of the year. If you're just constantly trying to catch up. Uh, well, the point is I can't put him aboard Borsk, so that's her name now. See if I can think of a few more Brits. Uh... <clears throat> oh, Brim, Brim Flash on the 45. This is by... Um... Corner Shop? Corner Shop, yeah. Uh, well, they only had this one song, so that's going to be tough. Being like a real legit one-hit wonder makes it tough to put up very high. This was just a real easy-going good time song, though. Hmm. I'm gonna put him above the verb. <laughs> it's like, to me, this is like when we're doing world-building, and it's like... I didn't mind it, but not a lot of work was attempted. Man, I fucking couldn't even find the Verve, but I, I love... I'm going to do the same thing here I did for the Verve. Yeah, so we remember what they did. <laughs> the Verve, parentheses, bittersweet symphony. The good news is, if I had just seen Corner Shop, I would have remembered the song, but I could not remember yes. the name of the band from the song. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going to have to prompt you, like, but oh. by the way... 
I came in on that song in progress, and you picked it up in like two chords that it was brimful of Asha. Oh yeah, that's uh, I, again it is memorable, but I don't remember <laughs> them ever even having an attempt at another single. Like it was another uh, one certainly, released. I'm sure that they have 15 successful albums in England or Maybe. whatever. You know how it is. We're yeah. like we get. We get one song, and Nobody then we're like, yeah, I kind of remember, kind of remember Corner Shop, and they're like, you want to oh, pay for the American d- distribution or something? Yeah. Hey, you know, Filter did a band called The Trouble with Angels, a song album, album called The Trouble with Angels. That must be your favorite. I mean, I may have to listen to it. I hope it's just nothing but plays on the themes of that. Of yeah, that I movie. really hope it's a lot of do 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 do. That'd be really cool if they kept. I'd be into that on it. for real. Their cult, um, their cult sound. So we're up to 47 now. Yeah. I'm trying to get a couple more British bands sure, in. Sure, sure. Uh, hey, they've been faring pretty well, you know. That's true. In general. I mean, they, they none of them are down in Toadie's territory, so. <laughs> the sounds are doing good. Makeup. I don't want to do I don't want to do another hour <laughs> no, no, on Toadie's. No, we don't need to. Or do another hour on Possum Kingdom. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve that revisit. Uh, do you have any thoughts at all about the band Pulp? What the hell song did they do again? Common People. Fuck, I don't remember that at all. She came from Greece, she had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College, that's where I... I may have heard this. They can't go on the list. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't even know if I've heard this. I left so that my lamp fell over. <laughs> Wait, what's so funny? I, I, I can't put him on the list if I don't know him. It's <laughs> a good question. Maybe I really know them because William Shatner covered this. Oh, God. I mean, I, I think maybe I've heard this. I kind of remember it. But maybe I've heard the Bill Shatner version. <laughs> Boy, looking at their other singles... Maybe nothing else made it here. Because, like, the name of them sounded like a band that could be a band that I would recognize, but I don't. I don't recognize it. Do you suppose the Shatner version was close enough to it that it's recognizable? Uh, like, if you heard the Shatner version and then you heard that, would you be like, oh, I know that song? Or is the Shatner version you think no, yes. so weird that you wouldn't even be able to tell? Ooh. Did he pick it up a little? She came from Greece with <laughs> thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I caught her eye. Oh, sure, yes. She told me that her dad was loaded. I said, in that case... Do you suppose he'd ever Coca-Cola. even heard this song? Said, or someone thought it would be a good idea and to him? in 30 I... seconds time, she said... So in my brain... This happened at the same time as someone cornered Johnny Cash at gunpoint and made him do Hurt. <laughs> right. And someone was like, shit, what if we try it with somebody a little less respected and also with a little less well-known song? Sure, yeah. Well, no, I didn't like that. No, they can't go on the list. I don't know. They're unknowns to me. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. Boy, he sounded like he was about to become unhinged over there. Yeah, well, at some point they just bring in. I want to say Jarvis Cocker, but I could be wrong. Who who comes Joe in Cocker's and sings kid? the rest of that? Now Jarvis Cocker's the guy from Pulp. Who sings on this one? Damn, I don't know anything about Pulp. Um, all right. That's the first. For some that's reason, the first unlisted. I don't. I just don't know what to do. 
for some reason, there aren't that many British acts that are jumping out at me right now. Right. Um, but I don't like leaving it at 47. So let's uh, let's add a couple. Right. Tell me where you put White Zombie. Oh, wow. that's They're not good. Now this is a this is a trick quest. This is a tough question, and I want I'm not going to do Rob Zombie separately. So if Dragula influences no, no, I'm not, your score, I remember um, more human than yeah, human. Demolition style, hell American freak. Yeah, <laughs> Demolition. <laughs> I am the Astro Creep. Demolition style, Demolition hell American freak, freak. Yeah, yeah. it's so hard not to do that <laughs> impression. Uh, Why is that? I don't know. Um, boy, though, well, I don't care about them at all. Um, oof. Well, they're definitely in Tony's territory. It's just a matter of where. <laughs> um, shit. I really don't like Tool, though. I might have to slot him between Harvey Danger and Tool. <sighs> What's like the opposite of a super fan? I'm that about Tool. I like that I'm this an is, anti for tool. I like that you've there's like a layer here that we've created a lamination mm-hmm. and it sits right above primitive radio gods. It's hard to breach, it really is. You gotta be the And below toadies. Difference. It's like or, or down in that zone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Toadie's territory is very real. Yeah. It's like you don't have a lot of thoughts about Tonic. Right now you probably can't remember what their song was. Yeah, I remember they didn't Tonic write it on here. I remember Tonic. Okay. They did um if you could only, only see, see. <laughs> you better the put way that in there. You better put, you better put me. that in parentheses. <laughs> Cause I do really I really hate that song. So now I know why I have to download. God, I really don't I don't like that song. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're forty eight. Two more. Let's let's clean this thing up. Alright. I want urge overkill. Which song do they do? Uh, um, why? Is this the version we heard on the radio? Yes, this is the version we heard on the radio. So insulting. Because so it's from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. I like that he's trying to have the same manic emotion. Oof. Is this, what, is this it? Did they do anything else? Well, they get name-checked in that USA song. I remember that. Urge over kills. Got puffy little. Um, yeah, I can't give them very much. They did a song called Sister Havana. I wonder if we know that. I just, I can't. I mean, what am I supposed to do with this? You, you covered a song. Good job. Hmm. Well, this is just noise. Well, it's definitely this is apparently the their other song. This sounds like the night. This guy looks like the main creep in all the land. <laughs> he's number one? Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Because he's not going to be number one on this list because he's in Toadie's territory. So he's. Uh, his urge Overkill is going to fall somewhere. Wow, that really is like a distinct. There is a, there is a layer there. 
because I just, as much as I hate that they got famous doing a cover of Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. It's like, look, I burned some big acts today. Are they as bad as We've the Primitive Radio We've got to do an urge gods. overkill in here. Are they as bad as the Primitive Radio Gods? <laughs> no. The answer is no. Thank you. <laughs> so they're not as bad as the Primitive Radio Gods. So where are they with regard to Tool? <laughs> um, put them behind White, white Zombie, or as you have the White Zombies. <laughs> That was a mistake, but I'm leaving it. <laughs> I like that they're the white zombies. That's something that somebody's mom would say. Somebody's listening to those white zombies. I was going to ask if we have the cranberries, but they're way up at number 11. Yeah, dude. I, I fucking ride hard for the cranberries, R.I.P. There's only one of them, right? <laughs> yes, I don't care about one of them. She died. It's like the non... Uh, I can't remember her name either, but the non-girl in Garbage. Surely something. Surely Manson. Yes. Yeah, the other, the other guy, the producer. The other garbages. The Who cares? The producer guy? I don't know what his name is. He looked like a pedophile. Yeah, dude, I write hard for the cranberries, and I write hard for the pre-zombie cranberries in particular. Don't give me none of that grunge nonsense. That's not what people wanted. Anyway, that's the version you should listen to, the Neil yes. Diamond version. That's such a weird thing to say, but it's true. Yeah, you wouldn't think you'd have to point that one out, but yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Fucking urge overkill. We've got Bush on this list at number seven. Hell yeah, that's my personal list. All right, so now here is one that I think is really going to challenge the bottom of this list. Oh, it's great. Straight back to Toby's territory. You ready for it? You ready for it? Yeah. For number or to make our 50th uh, band here? Hmm. Jane's Addiction. I see now you've you've you haven't gotten there. You haven't gotten there and you know why? I love the steel drum. Okay. That's a very good point. Right? You you can't get me that way. I love it in um <laughs> Jane says? I love it in Jane says. <laughs> yeah. I love it on the Girls Gone Wild commercial. That's right, exactly right. That's what drew me into Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> That's how I got my start. That's how I got. Turns all the out videos. there's titties in there too. Yeah, but yeah, let me tell you about, about this that. steel drum. Yeah, I just I leave it on the top menu. I just leave it on the menu, <laughs> and then I just do my business throughout the day. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> the DVD menu is probably nothing but steel drums, <laughs> right? I think. Oh, hell Hold yeah. on. Do you, <coughs> do you think YouTube will have if I type "Girls Gone Wild" DVD menu? Do you think YouTube has any clips of that? Boy, I don't know. That seems like they might. I mean, one, I'd say, why would anyone put that on there? But that's, I mean, that's the internet. <laughs> because I just wanted to search for it, and someone would have known <laughs> yeah, that. I just, I wonder if they're allowed to put that up there. No. How about Rugrats Go Wild 2003 no. DVD menu walkthrough? Unless it has steel drum. Let's find out. Well, let's see. Wait. Girls Gone Wild DVD Hold is on. 58 seconds long. Oh, that's going to be the ad, right? Probably the It's ad. from FHM Philippines. So uh, what's this about? That doesn't sound like that could be safe. No, no, this no. is not. That ain't it. That ain't it. It is just a Girls Gone Wild commercial, but that's... this doesn't remind me of Spring Break at all. No. Um. Ah. Jane's Addiction. Nice. Yes, that's what we're doing. Nice. Here. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you thought this was going to be at the bottom, but I think you're going to be surprised. I'm definitely going to be surprised because I would have had these assholes. Uh You're going to be surprised because well, I've got Jane's Addiction. <laughs> At number 25. 
So fucking so just technically just in the upper half of the list right now. Yes, unable to get too far past fastball. Fastball also seems to be a layer, by the way. <laughs> I, I apparently <laughs> the way I've structured this list, there are certain there are certain floors and ceilings that are very hard to get through. Every time I look at fastball, I go, well, they're better than fastball. What is this live version? I did not want it to be. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want that. Also, seems like they don't quite know how to play the song. <laughs> yeah, they forgot. They didn't bring the steel drum guy either. Wait, are we still only at forty-eight? No, no. Some people have dropped off here. What? No, look to the right. Look to the right, my buddy, uh, my oh, brother. Okay. I have this All in right, two columns. <laughs> All right, wait. We're at fifty. We're good. I know how to use the columns feature in Google Docs. Well, I don't, and I don't even know how to look for it. Just scroll back up to the top of the list no, and no. see that forty-nine. I see, it. I see is, it okay, now. I'm just. All right. Yeah, this is my jam right here. Uh. I don't know any of the words. I'm. I do. I specifically chose the lyric video. Good. Yeah, I, no, I know tomorrow. At, I don't want to look at him. I know something, something tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm gonna kick tomorrow. Sure. See, it's about heroin. Uh, it was about something. I got you. Ooh, I need a palate cleanser. We've got the 50, though. We're doing pretty good here. Only 500 bands to go. Mm. Mm. So, next week is a Star Trek week. Okay, yeah. Get on it. You better watch one after this. And we will be watching Metamorphosis. Don't remember it. Time Squared. Remember that. Blood Oath. It's about Klingons. Yeah. Oh, it's, I remember that. I remember that one. The Thaw. I don't know. And Dawn. God damn it. I don't know what I should do about Enterprise. What order should I watch this in? Yeah, canonically, you would be watching it in the order Enterprise, TNG, Voyager, TOS, DS9. It's probably not a terrible order this week, but you do have to start with Enterprise. Starting with Enterprise is a real barrier to entry on this. <clears throat> Maybe I'll just go back to watching them in broadcast order, and then I'll watch them last this week? I don't know. We'll see. That's what I've been doing recently. Yeah, so if you want to play along, those are the ones. Everybody, uh, Ben... Ben already sent us his notes. He did. We already have Ben's notes for this fucking thing. We haven't watched one episode. When did he get his notes? On uh, Monday or something? He got them in hella early. I don't remember. It was last Friday? I don't remember when it was. He had probably was watched wild. three of them by the time we did the podcast. Uh, I know we've occasionally missed a week here, but he is way ahead of us. Um, so Ben's obviously all ready to go. If anybody else wants to play, you gotta uh, catch up Do that. Ben. Follow our new band, 7Gary3 Seven on Twitter. Three. It's the 7 spelled with a 7 and the 3 spelled with a 3. That's right. Um, also, Matt, remind me to make that Twitter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I will do that for sure. <laughs> uh, for now, if you can send fill up the mailbag like Ryan did. He was a good, good boy. Uh, that's at Brother Date. And uh, do the iTunes and leave us the, one of those. Uh, yeah, and this is Pionje Con Me by uh, The Rokes. 
an English band living in Italy. This is of an the era. Drift, doing a song inspired by the Drifters, I'll Count the Tears, which was then covered by the Grassroots as Live for Today. It's very complicated. It's a very complicated history. But all you have to do is hear this, and you know it is of an era, and the era is clear. Yes. Uh, Creed from the Grassroots is in the office. That's I think that that's how we can go out. That's this great. Week. Yeah, okay. I knew I had heard this song before, and I think it is because of Creed. All right, everybody. Uh, well, next time, then. Bye-bye. Oh, wasn't that another guy from Detroit? He wasn't in a... He was a solo artist. What was his name? The guy... The guy, like... I'm gonna need more. Everybody, there were so <laughs> I'm many not done. I'm not done. The guy who...